Well, thank you for joining us again. Um, this is the Bear Ambassador meeting related to the wonderful meeting we attended in Lisbon between October 26th to October 29th, 2022. And today I'm uh, delighted to introduce one of my former fellows, Jeanne Bouteau. And um, she is an assistant professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Université de Montréal. And she is going to talk about a fascinating topic and that's hormone replacement therapy after cancers. And uh, I hope she's going to provide us with some new evidence based on that talk. So thank you very much, Jean. Thank you, Dr. Wolfman. Thank you for having me. Okay. So uh, this we're going to talk about menopausal hormone therapy after cancers in general. And this is a summary of the talk that was given by Dr. Anne Gompel at uh, the IMS meeting. So worldwide, breast cancer remained the most common female cancer, with a quarter of all female cancer being breast cancer. And as you can see, gynecological cancers represent about 15% of all female cancer at the moment. The number of patients being diagnosed with breast cancer while being premenopausal is increasing, and it is around 30 to 31% of all breast cancer uh, being in premenopausal female. We've increased mortality and um, decreased survival rate compared to patients who are postmenopausal at the time of diagnosis. So as you can see here, mortality about 21%, but less than 10% in Western countries, and an 88% uh, survival rate in France at five years for premenopausal patients. For ovarian cancer, uh, about 37% of patients are premenopausal at the time of diagnosis. And for endometrial cancer, about a quarter of patients. For cervical cancer, as you know, most patients are premenopausal uh, and younger age is actually associated with decreased survival. Um, so it's, uh, it's quite significant to differentiate between premenopausal and postmenopausal patients. We're gonna talk about breast cancer first. And we're gonna look at the meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials on menopausal hormone therapy in patients with a personal history of breast cancer. And what the data indicate is that there's an increased risk of recurrence in estrogen positive tumors with menopausal hormone replacement, but no increase in mortality. Increase in recurrence was also observed with tibolone. So at the moment, uh, menopausal hormone replacement therapy is contraindicated regardless of hormone receptor status, but you have to know that the data is actually limited and not uh, statistically significant in patients with estrogen negative tumor. So we're going to move on to ovarian cancer. And as I mentioned earlier, 37% of ovarian cancer patients are premenopausal. And ovarian cancer tumor as a group is very diverse. So it's almost impossible to make general guidelines and recommendations for menopausal hormone therapy. So we're going to talk about different subtypes. In clinical practice, about 80% of all malignancies of the ovaries are epithelial ovarian tumors. So we're going to talk about those first. In epithelial ovarian cancer, we have good long-term data from both cohort studies and randomized control trials showing that uh, there is actually a survival advantage to uh, being on menopausal hormone therapy in patients who had epithelial high-grade serous ovarian cancer. So hormone replacement therapy is clearly indicated for patients who need it in uh, that subgroup. And um, the data was similar in randomized control trials. So the data shown here is from cohort studies, and it was the same in randomized control trial. For borderline tumors, there is more limited data. However, the 
uh, information that we have so far shows no increased risk of recurrence or death associated with menopausal hormone therapy. So the current recommendation is that patient with borderline tumor can use menopausal hormone therapy. Uh, in conclusion here, uh, high-grade serous ovarian cancer, menopausal hormone therapy actually offered a survival benefit and was associated with improved survival overall in both cohort and randomized control trial. In borderline tumors, the data is more limited, but seems to indicate that menopausal hormone therapy use was not associated with increased risk of recurrence or increased mortality. For rarer subtype included endometrioid ovarian, as well as sex cords, promal tumor, including granulosa cell ovarian cancer, the data is much more limited and there's no current consensus or recommendation for those uh, subtypes. We're gonna move on now to endometrial cancer. As you know, one quarter of patients are premenopausal at the time of diagnosis and up to 15% of patients are less than 40 years old. We're gonna look at a meta-analysis looking at uh, different uh, cohorts and one randomized control trial, looking at both recurrence and uh, survival. And you can see here the different graphs. So this is, um, looking at the, the different regimens, so cyclic versus continuous hormone replacement therapy. This is looking at a cohort versus case control versus randomized control trial. This is looking at the type of hormone replacement therapy. Was it oral? Was it oral plus vaginal? Or was it oral, uh, vaginal, or transdermal? And we were also looking here at whether, whether it was estrogen alone, estrogen combined with a progestin, um, or both. Um, and as you can see in all studies, there was no increased risk of recurrence or mortalities in patients with menopausal hormone replacement therapy after endometrial cancer. Most studies included, um, most studies included stage one and two with some studies including uh, stage three um, endometrial cancer. So it is the current recommendation that patients stage one and two can use menopausal hormone therapy, more limited data for patients with stage three and four disease. And I just want to point out here the little red arrow here looking at Maxwell in 2008, um, which is a, a, a cohort study that indicated that maybe in black patients, if you look here, this is the same study for white patient, but black patient here, they might have an increased risk of recurrence when they use MHT. But again, this is a small study with a limited uh, number of patients. So I'll keep that in mind when counseling specific patients. We're gonna move on to a rare type of tumor. Uh, those are the sarcomas, the gynecological sarcomas, the different types. Carcinosarcoma, which is uh, potentially hormone dependent. Leomyosarcoma, which is non-hormone dependent. And endometrial stromal sarcoma, which is also um, noted to be hormone dependent. And there's very limited evidence and no current evidence-based recommendation that can be made for those types. Leomyosarcoma in studies looking at the preservation of the ovaries at the time of surgery did not affect outcomes. So it is possible that MHT might be safe in those patients, but again, there's no uh, evidence-based recommendation can be made at the moment given the limited data. Looking at cervical cancer now, uh, so it's really two types of tumor. You have 80 to 85% of patients with squamous cell carcinoma, which is non-hormone dependent, and about 15 to 20% of patients with diagnosis of adenocarcinoma of the cervix, which is potentially hormone dependent or hormone sensitive. Keeping that in mind, looking at case control studies, um, you have here unopposed estrogen, so women who had hysterectomies or estrogen plus a progestin. As you can see, uh, in squamous cell carcinoma, there was no associated with association between 
menopausal hormone therapy and increased risk of recurrence or mortality. However, in the um, estrogen alone group in adenocarcinoma, there might be a signal for increased risk of recurrence. Again, the confidence interval was really wide, very limited number of patients. So, uh, and that was not seen with the combined group. So again, um, overall combined hormone replacement therapy did not increase uh, recurrence or um, um, mortality. In the unopposed estrogen group, adenocarcinoma might be associated with increased recurrence, but again, wide confidence interval, limited data. Tibolone and adenocarcinoma specifically, uh, a retrospective studies looking at patient on tibolone versus, uh, versus no treatment. And the hazard ratio was actually uh, higher for recurrence and, for, and uh, overall survival in uh, the um, increased risk of recurrence and lower survival in the uh, non-treated group, but the two groups are not completely identical to start with. So um, overall, there was no signal that tibolone could be associated with um, decreased survival or decreased recurrence, but this study uh, was quite um, limited in terms of um, being completely neutral between the two groups and the two groups being equivalent. So overall, in conclusion, for cervical cancer, squamous cell carcinoma, it's not a contraindication. Patient can use menopausal hormone therapy. In adenocarcinoma of the cervix, the evidence is more limited. There's poor quality data and studies, and we really have to take into consideration age, prognosis, and patient's preference. And there is maybe a signal that combined menopausal hormone therapy might be better with estrogen and a progestin. Talking about other form of cancer, currently the consensus is that menopausal hormone therapy is authorized and not contraindicated in lymphoma, colorectal cancers, kidney cancers, prolactinoma, and liver cancer. Um, is potentially uh, contraindicated in lung cancer, but again, very limited data, meningioma, bladder cancer, gastric cancer, if estrogen receptive positive, and severe form of melanoma but you have to know that the data is quite limited and uh, those are mostly expert opinion, not necessarily evidence-based. In general conclusion, we have um, a lot of reassuring figure in most cancers and most studies. You really have to take into account the age of the patient because as you know, premature ovarian insufficiency uh, is not the same as someone who is aged uh, 50 or 60. Global mortality is increased uh, from the cardiovascular risk factor in that population, and AMHT is indicated to prevent bone and cardiac disease long-term in those patients. So really have to take into consideration stage of disease, age of the patient, and overall uh, long-term goals. So my perspective from this presentation is that although nothing new was presented during the session, it provided a good review of the available evidence. There remain considerable gap in the literature regarding menopausal hormone therapy in women with various types of cancer and more specifically gynecological cancers. And that patient must be engaged in shared decision-making regarding the use of menopausal hormone therapy after cancer based on their individualized risk benefit assessment, taking into consideration their level of symptoms and their age. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jean. That was a great presentation and provided a lot of useful practical information for our physicians. And it was a great quick review of a ton of information of the literature. Um, so can you just tell us once more, if you have a patient who has serous ovarian cancer, um, would you be comfortable giving that patient hormone therapy? 
So for high-grade ovarian serous ovarian cancer, the data is uh, showing benefit of treating with menopausal hormone therapy. Um, and we also have data for borderline tumors. We have less information for other subtypes, including mucinous, low-grade, um, endometrioid, and uh, sex cord tumors. So those um, you really have to take into consideration, as mentioned, shared decision-making, age of the patient, overall goal, stage of the disease. So uh, in high-grade serous, there's actually good data showing that there is no harm in using MHT. There's actually potential benefit in terms of overall survival. Okay, thank you very much again, Jean. You're and welcome. Thank you to Bear for this ambassador program.